everyone. It's Leslie Ludi. Welcome to the Set Apart Girl podcast, biblical encouragement for women of all ages. And today we're going to be looking at how to turn down digital noise in our lives, especially this time of year. I feel that we are often so distracted by what's happening on social media and our phones and looking at Pinterest and Instagram and things online to get ideas for the holidays. And not all of that is bad, but I've noticed how easy it is to allow digital noise to overtake our lives. And maybe you have too. I remember being in an airport recently and I was sitting in a waiting area where there were probably two or 300 people waiting for different flights. And as I looked around, I don't think I saw more than two or three people not using a screen. So everyone out of the two or 300 people sitting there had their face in their phone or in their computer. And it was kind of a sad sight because while of course it's sometimes necessary to be on your phone or your computer, there was very little actual real life personal one-on-one communication happening. In fact, most people were completely absorbed in their own little world and were not engaging with anyone around them. And it's just such an indication of where our culture is at. Eric and I were at a restaurant about a year ago with our kids. And while we were waiting for the food to come, we were all just coloring. The The waitress had brought coloring, like little coloring pages and crayons for the kids. So Eric and I were just helping the kids color pictures. And the waitress came up to us and she said, in all of my time working at this restaurant, I have never seen a family just color together. Usually when a family comes in, the kids all have their devices, the parents are on their phones. Nobody in the family is actually even talking to each other. And she said, you're the first family that I've seen that's actually looked at their kids and talked with their kids while they're waiting for their food. What a sad state of affairs. Even when I go to the park with my kids, a lot of times the moms are not even paying attention to their kids because they're completely absorbed in their phones. Now, this doesn't mean that we should just chuck all of our technology out the window and go back a few centuries and and pretend that technology doesn't exist. But we really do have to be mindful and watchful to put technology in its place and not allow the digital world to overtake our lives and pull our gaze away from what is truly important in God's equation. And so I want to look today at three dangers of too much digital noise in our lives. Many of you have probably heard me tell the story of something that happened in the Holocaust in Germany, where there was a church full of Christians, German Christians, on a Sunday morning, and a cattle car full of Jews who were being taken away to concentration camps was going right by the church because this church was right by the railroad tracks. And as the Jewish people who were cooped up in that horrible cattle car, knowing where they were going. As they passed the church, some of them could see the church building through the slats of the cattle car. And they thought, if anyone's going to hear our cries for help, it'll be the Christians in that church building. And so they began to yell and scream and beat the sides of the cattle car to try to get the attention of those Christians. But the Christians did not want to hear those cries. They didn't want to get involved in the problem that was happening in their country. And so their solution was just to turn their pipe organ up and sing their songs even louder. And so they wanted to drown out the cries of the needy with their singing. 
And it's such a horrifying story to think that Christians actually would turn up the noise so loud so that they didn't have to see or hear the needs around them. And yet when I hear that story, when I'm reminded of that story, I have to ask myself, are we guilty of the same thing? And I think today it wouldn't be turning up our pipe organ or singing our hymns loudly. It would be digital noise, turning up the digital noise in our lives. We are so consumed with what's happening on social media with all those dings and noises on our phone and the things flashing across our computer screen that I think so often we are missing the needs that are right in front of us. And that is the first danger that I see of having too much screen time and letting digital noise control our lives is missing the needs of those around us, being completely absorbed in a digital reality and being insensitive to those God has put right in our path that need the life and hope and love of Jesus Christ. It says in Ephesians 2.10 that we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. And if you think about these amazing good works, it's such a privilege that God has actually prepared things for us to do to build his kingdom, and they're prepared in advance for us to walk in them. And that is part of what we have been created for in Jesus Christ. And yet how many of us are missing those good works because every spare moment of our time and our mental focus is consumed with digital noise. And it says in 1 Timothy 2.10, as far as the qualifications or the qualities of a godly woman, it says, which is proper for women professing godliness with good works. So these are the things that adorn a godly woman. She's adorned with good works. Studies have been done lately that show, especially in young people who have several hours of screen time every week, that they are no longer able to show normal levels of sensitivity to people in their lives, whether it's friends or family or just a stranger in the mall. They are losing all touch with reality so that they actually can't pick up on emotional cues or social cues or just basic needs of the people around them because screen time is dull them mentally and emotionally to real life need. And I think that can happen to every single one of us where we're, we're really missing those good works, those, um, those opportunities to invest in the lives of people around us because we are consumed with digital noise. One of the things that I constantly have to ask myself is when I enter eternity and I stand before the judgment seat of Christ, will I have regrets about how I spent my time, especially my spare time? Have I been frittering my life away on mindless cultural distractions or am I truly investing the moments of my day into things that will matter in light of eternity? Now, it's not that there's nothing on social media or in the digital world that can have eternal value, but a good percentage of it, probably well above 80 or 90% is not eternally focused. So beware of allowing digital noise and screen time to blind you to the needs of those around you. And a little bit later, we're going to be talking about how to make that practical. But the second danger of too much screen time is that it pulls our gaze away from the eternal things and it keeps our mind on earthly things. Colossians 3 says, set your mind on things above, not on things 
beings on the earth. And one of the biggest dangers of screen time and being pulled into a digital world is that it so often fixes our gaze and our thoughts on things that are earthly rather than eternal. And it convinces us that those things are the most important things in life. I was trying to click onto a Pinterest board not long ago, and it was called Organization Tips for Busy Moms. And since I'm always trying to look for ways to make our house run smoother with six kids, sometimes I'll look at those practical things that are online just to get some ideas. But when I clicked uh, on the link to take me to that board, I was quickly reminded of why I don't spend a whole lot of time on Pinterest or other um, other things like that online. Because the minute I was in the world of Pinterest, I was immediately bombarded with images and sites and messages that were not eternally focused. And in fact, if I were to describe most of them, I would say they line up very, uh, very much with what the Bible says, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes and the pride of life. And those are the things that choke out the word of God in someone's life. So the lust of the flesh, you know, this is something you need. Don't you want this? You need to have this, the lust of the eyes. Oh, I have to have that outfit. I have to have that uh, house. I have to have that car. I have to have that piece of technology, the pride of life. I mean, so much of what you see on Pinterest or on Instagram or on Facebook or, or anywhere else online is built around those three things. And they are not eternally focused. In fact, they are dangerous to our souls. And if I hadn't just made the decision in that moment to immediately click onto that board that I wanted to go to, I could have been led down so many rabbit trails of things that would have pulled my soul's gaze away from Jesus Christ. And that's what we have to be so guarded against when we're online. In Psalm 119.37, it says, turn my eyes away from looking at worthless things and revive me in your way. We actually need to be purposeful about turning our eyes away from worthless things when we're online. We can't just follow those rabbit trails because they're everywhere. Even if we're on a board or a page that is edifying or helpful in some practical way, all of the side links and images and things that flash across that try to pull us into other parts of the internet, other pages, other boards, other websites, can so quickly get us into that realm of wasting our time on worthless things, things that have no value in light of eternity. doesn't mean that going to a board or a page that helps us with some practical aspect of life is wrong, but we do have to be so careful not to get caught up in the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life when we are looking at secular things online. Jeremiah 29, 13 says, you will seek me and find me when you search for me with all of your heart. And so many of us are not finding the intimacy with Christ that we need and that we want because we are not truly searching for him with all of our heart. Our hearts are divided. Our hearts are distracted by the noise of the culture. And mostly that's happening through the digital world. Lilius Trotter, who was a wealthy Victorian woman in the early 1900s from England, she gave up her wealth and her position in society and the potential of being a famous artist so that she could serve the rest of her life in the slums of Algeria and bring the gospel to the destitute. And to so many people, her life would have seemed like a waste, and yet she chose to invest herself in things that would really matter in light of eternity rather than just spending her life with wealth and fame and popularity and the trivial things that were so popular in that day. And one of the things that she wrote as she was observing the way many Christians in her country were living, she wrote this, never has it been so easy to live in half a dozen harmless worlds at once. 
art, music, social science, games, motoring, the following of some profession, and so on. And between them, we run the risk of drifting about the good, hiding the best. It is easy to find out whether our lives are focused, and if so, where the focus lies. Where do our thoughts settle when consciousness comes back in the morning? Where do they swing back when the pressure is off during the day? Dare to have it out with God and ask him to show you whether or not all is focused on Christ and his glory. Turn your soul's vision to Jesus and look and look at him and a strange dimness will come over all that is apart from him. Those were actually the words that inspired the hymn, turn your eyes upon Jesus, look full in his wonderful face, and the things of earth will grow strangely dim in the light of his glory and grace. You can see from that quote that even back in that day, before the internet even existed, there was that temptation to drift between art and music and social science and this and that and the other thing. None of those things were necessarily bad, but people were allowing the good to hide the best. They were allowing those to distractions to keep them from the true life of focusing on Jesus Christ and fixing their gaze upon him. And she was challenging them to say, turn your soul's vision to Jesus. And when you do, a strange dimness will come over all that is apart from him. One of the ways that you know that your soul's vision is looking at Jesus is that the the things that the world values, the lust of the eyes, the lust of the flesh, the pride of life, those things just no longer hold the same allure. They're not they don't seem important anymore because you've encountered Jesus Christ and you're no longer content with just a counterfeit version of happiness or joy. So in your online dealings, in your online digital conduct, be sure that your heart and your mind is not being pulled into worthless, trivial things, but that you keep your heart and your gaze fixed on things of eternity. The third danger is that social media and digital noise often robs our time with God. So often we look at our daily lives and we just don't think we have any time for prayer or seeking God or studying his word, but often we don't even consider removing time wasters from our daily lives, like spending hours and hours on the internet, hours on social media, hours texting and tweeting and following people's blogs and this and that and the other thing that we do in our digital world. If we are willing to really take an honest look at how much time we spend in the digital world, we might find that we have a lot more time than we realize because we're actually wasting hours of our day on social media. I would encourage you to really take inventory of how much time you're actually spending there, even if it means you have to set a timer when you sit down um, to do something on social media. You might be surprised to realize that what you think is 20 or 30 minutes is actually a couple of hours. So really be watchful about putting it in its proper place and not allowing it to dominate your life and rob your time with God. Let's look at a few practical ways that we can turn down digital noise in our lives and not allow these pitfalls to pull us away from the set-apart life, the poured-out life that Jesus Christ has called us to. The first suggestion I have is to put boundaries around your time spent online. Set a timer if you have to. Don't just hop online whenever you're bored and you just need something to do. Actually plan the times that you're going to be on social media or doing things on the internet and have a set time. And even if you need to set a timer on your computer to develop that discipline of not just 
just scrolling around from page to page for hours. And especially if you're bored and you don't know what to do, there are so many eternally focused things that you can be doing with your time rather than just mindlessly surfing the internet. So by God's grace and prayerfully break the habit of doing that and set a timer, set boundaries, set a specific time of every day or every week when you are going to be online and don't just allow it to overtake every spare moment of your day. Maybe even have an accountability partner, someone else in your life who also wants to make this change and let them know how things are going. Talk to them about your specific boundaries and allow them to hold you accountable to those things. And again, when you are when you are bored, when you don't know what to do, that brings me into the second point of how to turn down digital noise is to use time spent on technology for eternally focused activities. If you're going to visit a site or a blog or a Facebook page, make sure that it's uh, something that is actually going to edify your soul, lead you closer to truth, and not pull you away from it. And if it's something practical and not necessarily uh, focused on Christ, that's fine. But don't spend longer there than is necessary. And don't just follow all the rabbit trails that come across your screen when you're on those pages. You can also use your phone, your computer, or your other devices to listen to edifying Christian books, especially books that are available about great heroes of the faith. There are so many amazing stories of men and women who have given their lives for Jesus Christ and poured out their lives on the mission field. And many of these are available um, as audiobooks that you can download onto your device and listen to whenever you need something to do or you need, you know, you have an, a spare of 30 minutes and you're not sure how to fill it. What a great way to edify your soul rather than just mindlessly clicking from one Facebook page to the next. You can also listen to audio scripture like Word of Promise. There's a lot of other audio scripture that you can download to your phone. And that's something I love to do when Whenever I'm driving or getting ready in the morning or doing anything where I can listen and get something else done at the same time, it's just such a great way to fill your mind with truth. You can listen to worshipful music. You can use your phone or your other device to share words of truth or encouragement to send scriptures to people. So look for ways to use those moments. Um, if you are going to be on your phone or on your device, use it for things whenever possible that have eternal value. And thirdly, learn how to point others' eyes to Jesus and not to yourself online. So your goal should be to encourage others, to edify their soul, to point them to Christ, to promote truth in their lives, and not to just get caught up in shallow, self-focused, trivial things or gossip or just dumping your emotions. And we've talked about this in other podcasts, but really make your goal to be to lead others to Jesus and not to yourself. And then another principle is Wherever you are, be all there. And that's something that Jim Elliott wrote in one of his letters before he was martyred. And what an incredible principle. When you are with somebody, when you're with real life people, actually focus on the people. Listen to them. Look them in the eye. Don't be trying to multitask with your phone unless you're really dealing with something urgent or that's an urgent emergency type of situation. Don't let your phone dominate and control you. A lot of parents I know, and including our family, we don't just allow our kids to barge into an adult conversation and just start talking whenever they want. They are supposed, not all of my kids do this, they're still working on it, but they're supposed to come up and put their hand quietly on our arm and wait until we acknowledge them before they just say what they want to say because it's it's giving this idea, if, if you just let your kids just barge in and interrupt when you're in the middle of an adult conversation, you give the idea that that other person isn't as valuable. You know, I don't really value you as much as I do 
you know, wanting my kids to have that instant gratification of my attention. But if you train your kids not to just interrupt all the time, you can really value the people that you're in a conversation with and show honor to them. And it's the exact same with a phone. If you are in a conversation with someone, but you're constantly letting your phone interrupt you with texting and phone calls, and you're not really fully present, you're sending the message that that other person isn't truly as valuable as whatever's happening on your phone. So whenever possible, be all there. Give your full focus and your full attention to the person that's right in front of you. And probably the most important principle I can share with you with turning down digital noise in your life is to make your time with Christ a higher priority than screen time. It sounds so simple, and yet so many of us struggle with this. I would encourage you to plan a time every day where you know you won't be interrupted. You can spend that time praying, journaling, worshiping, studying scripture. And during that time, turn off your notifications, turn off those dings and noises and texts and tweets and all those digital distractions so that you truly can turn your soul's gaze to Jesus Christ and let the things of this earth grow strangely dim. In conclusion, we have one life to live, so let's be sure that we're spending it right and that at the end of our life, we really can enter eternity and face our king, and he will say, well done, my good and faithful servant, without regrets, without feeling like we wasted our life on the things of this earth. Let's fix our gaze on eternity. I hope you've enjoyed today's episode. If you'd like to go deeper into this topic, I encourage you to visit our website, braveheartedchristian.com, and join our social media online course that is happening right now. It's four weeks of very in-depth biblical lessons on how we can honor Christ in all of our social media and online conduct. And even if you weren't able to join us for the first few weeks, this is a course that you can purchase and participate in any time of the year, and it's perfect for small groups. It comes with a comprehensive course notebook, and it will really make this topic even more practical for you. I pray you have a blessed and Christ-centered week.